Hello and welcome to the Adventures with Daniel podcast. On this podcast, we discuss outdoor recreation and adventures. Our primary focus is on human-powered adventures and recreation, such as hiking, biking, camping, and flatwater paddle sports. We'll also be talking about overlanding, radio control, and just about anything else that I'm passionate about. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Daniel Maltian. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that just might surprise you. I've dubbed it the ultimate urban assault vehicle. And while most adults probably wouldn't be caught dead on one of these things, I think it's important that we just throw that to the wind and realize that they're super fun and they're awesome to get around in in an urban environment and even a suburban environment. Not so much if you're outside of the city uh, or in a suburban area, but if you're in one of those two locales or you happen to have like a skate park or some type of park in your area, then these things kick butt. I'm not referring to skateboards. I'm not even referring to BMX bikes. I'm referring to the kick scooter. That's right, the kick scooter. I know, you're thinking, Daniel, you may have lost your mind, dude. Like, a kick scooter? I'm a grown man, or I'm a grown woman, and I'm not going to be caught dead kicking around on a kick scooter. But I would tell you this, you should be caught dead on a kick scooter. I think you'll really enjoy it especially if you have a family, especially if you have kids, because they make an awesome opportunity for everybody to get together and be on similar vehicles that will get you around at similar speeds. So one of the things that brought this about was my kids and I. We go on a bike ride. I'm a pretty proficient bike rider. They are as well, but they're small. Their legs are short. Their cranks are short. Tires are small. They get tired after two or three miles. I want to keep going. And it's really difficult for them to keep up with me and for me to go slow enough to keep up with them. Well, I realize the kids are absolutely in love with kick scooters. They ride them everywhere and they're fast on them and they're good. They can jump curbs and hack them away and whatever. So it got me thinking like, well, wait a second. What if a grown man got over himself and decided... I'm going to embrace the kick scooter. So that's what I did. And I ended up ordering several different kick scooters, and I've tried lots of different kick scooters, and I can tell you they are a ton of fun. They're super affordable. You can buy inexpensive ones like Razor A5 from Target for like, I don't know, 80, 90 bucks. And nothing goes wrong with the things. You can beat them up, fold them up, toss them in the back of your car, toss them in the back of the truck. You know, you got a family of... 10 and you can fit all the scooters right in the trunk you don't need any special racks you don't need any special trailers they're small they're lightweight the kids can carry them you can carry them i mean it's just super fun convenient and affordable and why would we not want to embrace something like that i get it it's not cool it's not cool maybe now that i'm in my late 30s cool means less to me than it did when i was in my 20s but i can tell you that Despite being cool or not cool, they're fun! Fun, I tell you. So I recommend that you get one and that you have fun on it. And I'm going to go through a few of the brands and some things to look for as you're hopefully listening to this and thinking, man, I need to go home and buy a kick scooter right now. So kick scooters come in a couple of different varieties. You basically have like the adult version. Those are bigger tires. They're built a little sturdier and they can handle weight of two to 300 pounds in some situations. Then you have the kid scooters. 
They're like the little razors that you see ripping around 30, 40 bucks at Target. Every kid should have one if they don't, and many kids have several of them. Then you have trick scooters. They're built a little bit differently. They can handle more weight. They don't have as big a tires, but they're robust, and they can handle some decent weight. So a good option for an adult, even if you're not doing tricks, just the way that they're built and the, the options that they have as far as like the types of tires, types of deck, the height of the handlebars, width of the handlebars, all those things are super adjustable. So you may not be a trickster on a trick scooter, but they're cool nonetheless. And then you have kick bikes, and those are literally like the size of a bike, but you kick them. I don't have any experience on kick bikes. I'm frankly not that big a fan for what I do. The thing that I love about the scooter uh, is its size and compactness and portability, and you lose virtually all of that with a kick bike. So while at some point in my life I'd like to try a kick bike, and maybe you have some experience, and you know, reach out to me and tell me what you think of your kick bike, that'd be awesome. Um, but I can't really speak specifically to the kick bike. So those are just four types of kick scooters that I think uh, kind of encapsulates anything that you might be looking at or coming across. Now some brands that are out there that are kind of the big players in the little scooter game is Razor. Again, you've seen them. All the kids have them. Lots of adults have them. They're affordable, fun, cheap. You can buy them at virtually every big box store. Then you have Oxello, O-X-E-L-O. Those, as far as I know, you have to order, at least in my area you do. They're not nearly as commonplace. Uh, but they're pretty nice. They build them nice. They've got some some things that the Razor doesn't, like some of them have suspension or better folding mechanisms, uh, things like that. So if you're looking for maybe a little bit more of a higher-end version of the Razor, then you could look into the Oxello brand. And then kind of the creme de la creme of the kick scooter world for adults is Zooter Scooter, which is X-O-O-T-R. And the Zooter Scooters are like, spacecraft or like aircraft or like i don't know high performance sports cars of the kick scooter world they have a very unique uh, patented wheel and tire system a lot of them are built out of magnesium or wood aluminum i-beam framing collapsible bars foldable brake on the front and the rear i mean these things are just bad daddy you're gonna pay for it you know they're two three hundred bucks but it's a lifetime buy I don't think you could break them. I mean, if you do something just insane, they're rated to like maybe three, 400 pounds. So it's a great opportunity. Maybe if you're um, overweight and you're wanting to get some exercise in, but walking or jogging is too hard for you. Or even if you're not overweight, but jogging is too hard for you. Scooting is great exercise. It doesn't seem like it should be because you have wheels, but you have to kick the thing and you have to kick it often. And the leg that you're standing on is the one that gets sore because you're basically doing like one-legged squats, like two to four inches at a time, and you'll do thousands of them. So you have to switch legs and um, kind of get used to that, but it will definitely increase your fitness, and it does definitely require some fitness. So be prepared for those things. Um, but those are some brands I would check out. Goped, also, if you're familiar with like the cool toy from the 90s, it was like a motorized scooter with a little two-stroke engine on it. Um, loud as could be, it sounded like a chainsaw just ripping up and down the street. They were a direct spindle drive. Super fun. Well, they make that same version, but without an engine. 
and it's one of my favorites to ride. Uh, the deck is super wide. It sits a little higher off the ground, so you do have to dip lower with each kick, but the tires that come on it are these wide, hard rubber, and they roll over rough pavement really, really well. It also collapses pretty easily, and it's made out of like chromoly framing, so you just can't kill the thing. It is like absolutely bulletproof. And it has a front brake and a rear brake. So you'll find that some scooters have brakes and some scooters don't. But you're generally not going so fast that you can't just put your foot down or step off of it. Now, if you're bombing down hills, you know, a little different story. You're probably going to want a front brake and a rear brake. Usually the rear brake is like a foot press that just slows down the back tire. And the front brake, it's not really like a bicycle front brake on most of them. It doesn't have enough stopping power to like throw you over the handlebars. It's just designed to slow you down. And it works really well. So uh, definitely keep those things in mind. And buy lots of these things. I mean, when they're 80, 100, 200 bucks, you find them used on Marketplace or whatever. Try out different ones. See which ones work best for you. I'm sort of becoming a little scooter connoisseur because I just think they're so much fun. My son's 13 years old. He got a little trick scooter. I thought, hey, what's the harm in Daniel getting a trick scooter? So we go to the skate park sometimes, and I'm not going to lie. I don't really do any tricks. But I scoot around, and I have a cool-looking trick scooter. That's all that matters, man. The kids like it. It's cool. We're good to go. So you might be asking, like, why does this make such good urban transport, Daniel? That seems silly. Why not just walk? Well, you can. Or why not just Uber? Well, you can also do that. But that's not nearly as cool as scooter. Uh, and so the scooter, just the size and weight of it, makes it amazing. So the family went on a road trip a year ago during spring break. Uh, we went down to New Mexico and Arizona, and we spent the night in Lake Havasu. And if you've been there, it's a great little spot. They got the London Bridge, and we scooted their whole river walk, and then we scooted over the London Bridge, and then we scooted miles. And it's like, you know, to walk three or four miles, that's uh, quite the feat. But if you scoot three or four miles, it takes like 20 minutes. You're wherever you want to go. They're light enough. You could just bring them in the restaurant with you. You can leave them out front. Nobody even cares. Nobody's going to take your little $80 Razor scooter. If you do, you just go to Target and buy another one. If you've got like one of the higher end ones, I probably wouldn't recommend leaving them out. But I can tell you that people just don't really pay attention to them all that much. So I've scooted the Strip in Vegas. Man, I hear people all the time like, I just walked like all the Strip in Vegas and I'm so tired. I'm like, dude, you need to get a scooter. You just hop on the thing, few kicks down the road, and bam, you're wherever you want to go. You could ride the things all over the place. Come up the other side of the strip, carry them into the hotel with you, carry them into the casino with you, carry them on the bus with you, carry them on the plane with you. I've flown to Florida with a scooter. I've flown to Arizona with a scooter. Uh, I've flown to Vegas with a scooter. I took my scooter to St. Louis, Missouri. It's just super fun to take it with you and ride it and get over the fact that people might think you're silly. What they're actually thinking is, man, I wish I had enough confidence that I too could ride a child's toy and not be embarrassed and actually have fun. It's like, sometimes I think we don't have enough fun in life and I'm a huge fan of it. So scooters are super affordable. I've hit that a lot. And the speed of them is at least two times the speed of walking, sometimes three, but you can average five to eight miles per hour on a scooter pretty dang easily. So that's a lot. I mean, imagine covering five to eight miles by foot. 
oh man, you're going to have sore dogs after that. But scooter, yeah, you'll feel it. The balls of your feet might get a little sore. Hamstrings might get a little sore. Quads might get a little bit sore. You'll feel it in your lungs, maybe your upper body. But it's not going to be anything like trying to run, walk, or jog that amount of distance. Plus, you can throw a backpack on the back. It's great for sightseeing because you can just kind of tool along and then step off of it when you need to. It's not really like a bicycle where you got to like mount and dismount and, you know, stand over the frame. People of all ages and abilities can ride them. They're just super low to the ground, two, three inches off the ground. So, you know, people who have zero experience can get on a scooter and within 20 minutes be having fun. So I think it just opens an opportunity for, you know, options other than walking. And when you're in a big city, yeah, there's places maybe you want to get to that are a few miles away and you got to wait for a taxi or get in a Uber. You got to wait for traffic. You got to deal with stoplights. You got to go through that whole process. You got to pay for it. You know, those rides are 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks sometimes. Maybe you got to tip them. I don't know. It just gets expensive and it's not nearly as cool. I'm an outside kind of guy, obviously recreation, outdoor adventures. But why in the heck would I want to sit in the back or front of an Uber when I could just jump on my man child toy and go fly away on my two wheel device that's like a witch's broom or like. Like, just this amazing magic carpet that you step on and go with. So, I mean, as you can tell, I'm passionate about it. I've got some friends, some adult of friends of mine here in Pueblo, Colorado, that I've convinced to buy some scooters. They have family, kids. Uh, and, man, we just have a great time with the kids or without the kids as adults or whatever. And it's a good way to experience things, places that you've already been to. Like, if you've already walked to downtown... Or, you know, take your scooter and go scoot around downtown. You find different things. And then once you start getting, you know, a little bit more comfortable with it, you can kind of hop off of curbs or up curbs. You could make little tricks and so forth. It doesn't have to be anything intense like these YouTubers that are out there doing whatever kind of flips and jumping out of airplanes and, you know, those types of things. It could just be fun, you know, and it's easy to get off curbs. You could just step off, push it off. Easy to get on curbs. You can ride them in bike lanes. Most people don't care if you're on the sidewalk with them, especially if you're not being a jerk. You have a really narrow profile. It's no wider than if you're walking. So, you know, anywhere you can walk, you can take a scooter. And I definitely recommend you do. And you probably haven't heard any other podcasters talking about kick scooters from an adult perspective. So maybe, just maybe, I'll be a trendsetter in this. And you can share it and like it and tell your friends, hey, go listen to Adventures with Daniel podcast on kick scootering because nobody else talks about it. But I don't believe that that means that it shouldn't be talked about. I absolutely think it should be talked about, which is why I'm talking about it. So I appreciate you chiming in today. Uh, post below, comment, send me an email, daniel at adventureswithdaniel.com. You can go to my website, adventureswithdaniel.com. Facebook is uh, whatever, adventurewithdaniel.com, no S on Facebook. Um, so yeah, reach out. I've got a free custom adventure request on my website. If you're coming to Colorado and you're looking for some things to do, you want to get out and do some outdoor recreation, but maybe you don't know good trails or you don't know good lakes or you don't know, you know good streams or you're going to be in a particular part of the state you've never been to, Chances are I've been there and I've camped there and I'm happy to provide that information to you. You just fill out a questionnaire about where you want to be and how long you're going to be there and what type of activities you want to do and what you want to be near. And uh, I'll put together something for you and email that back to you. Um, so that's pretty cool. 
you can check out um, the blogs that I've been writing on my uh, uh, website as well. So I'm working on getting some more content about that. And I'm just hugely passionate about outdoor adventure and outdoor recreation. And I want to share it with everybody. So if it's something that you're interested in, I'd appreciate your support just by listening and sharing and telling your friends and family about it. And um, if you want to come on the show and talk about these things, then definitely send me an email. I'd love to have some guests and, and talk with you about your passions and your hobbies and your experiences with outdoor recreation wherever you are in this big, beautiful world. And um, just have the, those conversations. So I truly appreciate you chiming in and tuning in tonight. Thanks again. We'll be looking for you on the next one. Again, my name is Daniel Muldoon here on the Adventures with Daniel podcast. And until the next one, remember to adventure on. Thank you.